25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, baby. Golly. Monday got here quick. <clears throat> Holy cow. What day is it? Is it really Monday? Monday, Monday. You know who sang that song, Beaver? Who sang that song that I just gave you a little ditty from? You know who sang that song? Uh, that escapes me. Was that the Turtles? No, it's not the Turtles. Nope. Was, there, was there even a group ever called the Turtles? Oh, of course the Turtles. So happy together. <laughs> so happy to get... Oh, that's a great song. The Turtles. No, this would be the Mamas and the Papas. Ah. Uh, yeah. Kind of before your time, Beaver. Hey, look. I said on this show at one point, though, I did that. I went, Monday, Monday. I said, hey, Roger, was that the Beatles? You would have thought... You would have thought that I walked up to John Lennon's grave and stood on it, according to some of the messages I got, for insinuating that that was a Beatles song. I mean, yeah. you th- you think Elvis fans are purists. Beatles fans will come at you, bro. Mm. Welcome in to the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, I'm Matt. It is Monday. Glad to be with you, as you can hear. Roger is taking care of business. He's doing some Elvis TCB and taking care of business. And Beaver, the man, the myth, working on being a legend. Beaver's here. How was your weekend, Beav? It was all right. Went went by way too quick, just yeah. like you said. It's Monday here already. It's already here. And here we are. Sitting behind these masks, I mean, these microphones, mass communicating. We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. Oh, yes. That's a powerful new force. Mm-hmm. Shake a leg, Junior. Shake a leg, Junior. <laughs> Beaver, you know, I am not there with y'all in Jackson all that often. But when I am there, I usually do get to bump into you as I'm exiting the studio and you're coming in. And I can go ahead and tell you that from now on, my parting words to you just before the gridiron show begins in the middle of the day is going to be, shake a leg, Junior. (laughs) Shake a leg, Junior. Matter of fact, I'm going to have a t-shirt made. It's going to say, shake a leg, Junior. And on the other side, it's going to say, we mass communicating. We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. Oh, yes. That's a powerful new force. Mm-hmm. Take a leg, Junior. Hey, and uh, Beaver, I found out before the show, you share an affinity with me and with millions of others for that movie, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou, right? Yes, I do. Big time. Now, 
I, I look, and I'm not a connoisseur, so I don't know the exact down to the minutia details, but a lot of it was filmed around here, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And it so, so I had heard at one point, doggone, all I got to do is Google it if I would just click it. But I had heard that uh, that courthouse scene at the end where the Soggy Bottom Boys got, they were singing and they got pardoned by, you know, the incumbent governor, Pappy O'Daniel. That that was filmed up there at Canton, uh, right up there, or was that filmed in Vicksburg? Actually, I may be wrong. That may be a building in Vicksburg where that was actually filmed. How do I find that kind of stuff out? Google. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the best answer I can give you. Dynamite drop in, Monty. <laughs> That broadcast school really paid off. Uh, okay, here it is, central Mississippi, around the Jackson area, according to movie locations. Now, again, this is the thing. They mix it up. The movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, was filmed in Mississippi and in California. You don't tell your pappy had a cut the electorate. I love that quote. You don't listen to that. You don't tell your pappy how to court the electorate. You don't tell your pappy how to court the electorate. <laughs> but Mississippi and California. I don't know, though. Let's see. Leland, east of Greenville, on the Columbus and Greenville Railway. Okay, they get on the train. It was filmed there. So that's in the uh, the Delta. Little farmhouse, let's see. Yep. They had the gang there. Little farmhouse in Tilda Boga off Davis Crossing Road, about five miles north of Canton, between uh, 51 north and 55 north. So it's between 51 and 55. They ain't much room right up there at Canton between 51 and 55. You ever heard of that? Beaver, Tilda Boga? Never before. It's a little farmhouse. That's where it was filmed. Right there in Canton. Hazelhurst, south of Jackson, a hog wallop farm where Pete's treacherous cousin Wash tips off the law that the fugitives are sleeping in the barn was filmed on farmland west of Hazelhurst. See, this is fun to me. Is this good radio or not? That was a very, very Chris Brooks comment right there, wasn't it, Beaver? <laughs> Is this good radio or not? I don't know. It's fun to me. I love the movie. Now, um, <clears throat> what we were debating earlier is whether or not there are other things from Pappy O'Daniel that you could play on the radio, you know, or not. Like, like he calls, I don't know if I should or not. I'm starting to chicken out on playing it. Says I'm not trying. He says I'm not trying to. I'm not here to make a record. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. We didn't know if you could play that or not. Here's the pardon scene. I think this was filmed in that big building in downtown Vicksburg. Is my esteemed opponent in the upcoming Homer Stokes? Yeah, well, there ain't no taste. It sounded to me like he was harboring some kind of hateful grudge against the soggy bottom boys on account of their rough and rowdy past. 
Homer Stokes is the kind of fellow who wants to cast the first stone. Well, I'm a new folks. I'm a forgive and forget Christian. And I say, if their rambunctiousness and misdemeanoring is behind them, it is, ain't it, boys? Uh, yes, sir. Yes. Well, then I say, by the power vested in me, these boys is hereby pardoned. And there you have it. They were pardoned. Yeah, that was filmed in uh, Vicksburg, the Homer Stokes hoedown, where the Stokes campaign implodes, but the Soggy Bottom Boys prove a mighty hit. Staged in the auditorium of the Southern Cultural Heritage Foundation on Adams Street. Same place. The same place that they filmed part of that movie, Mississippi Burning, back in 1988. Yeah, that was downtown Vicksburg. They filmed part of that movie in Yazoo City. All over the place. And even when, y'all remember when Delmer got baptized? Y'all remember that? Come on in, boys. Water's fine. That was in Vicksburg. Or right out of Vicksburg on Alligator Lake, on Long Lake Road. Couple of miles north of Vicksburg on I 20. And I got a text from a buddy who lives in Vicksburg with some details. What, what am I learning about this here? Yeah, the Southern Cultural Heritage, where they had the political rally in downtown Vicksburg. But that radio station was in uh, Valley Park. I'm not sure where that is. He says the tower is still there where they filmed that. So I don't know if they there was a building already sitting there or if they just kind of recreated it. I guess a lot of the indoor scenes are filmed in, in California. We're mass communicating. We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. Oh, yes. That's a powerful new force. Powerful. Shake a leg, Junior. (laughs) Shake a leg, Junior. That was fun. Scott has texted me on the text line, 885-ESPN, 885-3776. That's the number to text the show. Scott texts and says, Matt, I thought you was a toad. We thought. You was a toad. Do not seek the treasure. Why do we love that movie so much? Beaver, if you had to pick one favorite scene from the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, what would be your favorite scene? It's a tough question, I know. I enjoy when he goes to the little little store Uh and tries to order his Dapper Dan. I think it's when he also ordered, he's trying to order a car part or something. Yes. And they kept telling him, what, two weeks? It's two weeks from every, yeah, it's two weeks. Yeah. It'd be well, two ain't weeks. Ain't this a geographical oddity? <laughs> two weeks from everywhere. Two weeks from everywhere. <laughs> I don't want fop. <laughs> I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've had our fun. Ten minutes of it here. I, I honestly have no idea what got me on the subject of that. I really don't. But there it is for you. Love that movie. We're mass communicating. <clears throat> Don't tell your pappy how to court the electorate. <laughs> In other words, he doesn't need your advice. Yeah, Canton, it was a big part of that and everything. Welcome to the show. All right, so did you watch a little baseball this weekend? Huh? Yeah, yeah I know y'all watched. I did. I didn't get to go. It was in Oxford. Ole Miss hosted State. 
and State swept the series. That is just incredible to me, really, because, you know, both programs are good. Both programs have been good for a long time. Yeah, there's been some ups and downs. Both programs good and been good. And like this year, coming into the year, I'm sorry, coming into the, well, let's, let's go back that far. Coming into the year, both programs expected to be good. Now, I don't think either one was picked to win their division in the SEC, and and right now they both trail Arkansas. State's got a shot at them if things fall right this coming weekend, but they're going to need some help. But also coming into the weekend, both teams sitting there at 15 wins in the SEC. They were 15-9, and nine, both teams tied at 15-9, and nine, just a couple games back of Arkansas and Vanderbilt. Both teams squarely in the hosting conversation of the postseason and ranked in the national rankings in the top 25. It's two good teams, okay? And both teams have players who are going to play pro baseball. But it's just incredible, frankly, how dominant State has been recently in this State versus Ole Miss baseball series. Now I'm going to get some of the dates wrong. I have not written on, you know, as the Bible says, every jot and every tittle of the wins and losses over the last three, four years, and just know what state is fourteen and two in the last sixteen games against Ole Miss, and so that's going to include Governor's Cup. And that's going to what states won three or four Governor's Cup in a row now when they play in Pearl, and then you look at the series, the regular season series. State now. This past weekend, sweeps Ole Miss in Oxford. You know how how rare road sweeps are? I don't care, good or bad. You go to a bad team in their place on the road in the SEC, sweeps don't happen very often. State has now swept Ole Miss in Oxford two consecutive trips. Swept them up there in 17, swept them up there this year. In between last year, State swept Ole Miss in Starkville. I mean, it's just downright incredible how one team has had the other team's number to that extent, frankly. You just don't see that too often. I don't know necessarily what you chalk it up to. I I mean, I do think that, you know, this team this year for State is better and top to bottom and a little more well-rounded than that Ole Miss team is. You, know, you look at State's pitching staff, what they're getting from Ethan Small. i got a first-rounder again, and Peyton Plumley is pitching like an all-star, and they're super deep in the bullpen, lots of options. One through nine, State's really putting it together. And, then it, and State's even figured out some other stuff in their lineup here recently with Marshall Gilbert out there at third base playing good at third, and he's starting to really round into form as kind of like an everyday third baseman. Back coming around. State's got the longest winning streak of any team in the SEC at five games. And in that five-game winning streak, Marshall Gilbert in the nine-hole has been on fire. So imagine you put an on-fire hitter in the nine-hole in front of Jake Mangum, who's your leadoff. Naturally, you're going to score some runs and win games. State's got the best overall record in the SEC after the sweep this weekend of Ole Miss. Ole Miss has dropped into a tie for third place in the West – with LSU. They're both sitting there at 15 and 12. And A&M has the tie, the weird tie, so it puts them at 14 and 12 and 1. 
And then the bottom of the West, Auburn at 13 and 14, and Bama down at the bottom, 7 and 20. And what's going to happen is not this week. You know, this week's the final week of the regular season in college baseball, and then the conference tournament will be next week. And in the SEC, 12 of the 14 teams get to go to the conference tournament. Two of them sit at home, and they're they're done. So what you have going into the last weekend, three teams in the bottom of the league, Alabama, South Carolina, Kentucky, are all sitting there at 7-20. and Two of those teams are going to get left at home. One of those three is going to elevate and get to go to the tournament. So who will it be? And State's hosting one of those, South Carolina, this coming weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. That's kind of how, you know, you, that's the situation you're looking at. Now, back to this past weekend. On Friday night, Ethan Small was about as dominant as you can be um, in five innings. You go, wait a minute, now how is he dominant and he only pitches five innings? Well, that was because of weather. You, you know, again, if you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. He's only out there for five innings because after he um, had gone out in the fifth, State went out and hit. They batted in the top of the sixth inning. And the officials got together and called a fog delay, a 30-minute fog delay. Now, one of the weird things about it, some people who were there, media, other, they were like, why put a time limit on a fog delay? Brett Hudson said a funny thing to me on the uh, podcast that we recorded this morning, the Dog Pile podcast. Brett said, by definition, fog just sits there. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Uh, but they put a timeline on it. They came back. But because of that long delay, your starting pitcher, Ethan Small, sitting there having thrown 82 pitches in five innings in a long delay, they did the right thing by not sending him back out. You don't want to risk injury and have him kind of start over. So Lee Belt finished the game, goes four innings. But in those first five innings, to start this series off on Friday night, Ethan Small faced 17 batters and struck out 10 of them. He only threw 82 pitches but had 10 strikeouts. Of Ole Miss hitters. Do the math. Every eighth pitch, a guy sits down with a strikeout. <laughs> Pitches. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Strikeout. Do it again. Over and over. Ten times. Do that ten times. He was as dominant as you could be. They could not get to him. So they go fog delay. He's out of the game. Lee Belt comes in. What's he do? No runs. Faces 13 batters, batters, strikes out two, does not give up a walk, gets six ground ball outs, induces a double play. Dominant. State's pitching this weekend was really dominant. They were they were they kicked it around a little bit in the field. You go watch some of the early parts of that game two, but State, they still came back, had a six-run inning on Saturday in game two late in the game, and they win it eight to five. And then yesterday, the game yesterday on Sunday was you know, it's sitting there tight. It's 2-1 to one Ole Miss in the third inning, and then State scores nine runs in the top of the fourth. And the amazing thing about that was the fact that they did it all with two outs. Yeah, State's trailing 2-1. to one. They're batting in the top of the fourth, 
and the first two guys are out. There's two outs. Ole Miss needs one out, and they're in the dugout with a 2-1 to lead in the fourth inning. And State batted around their lineup with two outs in the fourth. Let me illustrate it for you. With two outs, Dustin Skelton went up there and singled. Got a hit. Later, in the same inning, Dustin Skelton came back up to the plate and singled again and drove in a run. (laughs) How many times in the history of baseball does a player have two two-out hits in in a half an inning? How many times has that happened? You're not going to see that very much with two outs bat around in your lineup. 10, 12, let's see, 13 guys to the plate in the top of an inning, and 11 of them go up there with two outs. There was a pitching change in there. You know, and Ole Miss just was not clean all weekend long. You know, I didn't think they played horribly. They just didn't play well. It wasn't sharp in every way, obviously. In that in that inning in yesterday's game where State scores nine runs, they intentionally walked Jake Mangum to load the bases. Intentionally walked him to load the bases. And what happened? They go pitching change and walk the next two batters and walk in two runs. <laughs> like it couldn't have gone worse. And a huge sweep for State. I get your thoughts and reactions on it. A lot of great texts, too, on the Old Brother Where Art Thou movie thing. I'm going to get to some of your texts. I'll give you the phone number coming up next. Beaver's in today for Roger. We're off to a good start on a Monday. Y'all stick around in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back. Back in the studio. The Farm Bureau Studio. Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. They are your home team. This show stays connected to you around the clock because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. What does that mean? Well, it means anywhere you go in our state, top to bottom, corner to corner, you got coverage. Thanks to C Spire. If you don't have a C Spire phone, you probably don't have the same experience. But trust me, I'm all about it. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I am I do not watch video on my phone as I drive a car. I don't do that. However, there are times when like a YouTube thing or even a televised ball game might be streaming on my phone so that I can t- hear it because I want to hear it, you know. But I also... A lot of times, like, I might be in a place where, you know, I want to listen in to, you know, one of the radio stations that carries this radio show, and I might be in a different part of the state. And so I'll pull it up on my phone online and stream it. And so I've had a lot of experiences in places where other folks have a hard time with their signal, you know, driving up the trace and other places. I just don't have an issue with my C Spire phone. <clears throat> really thankful for them. 
Hey, uh, if you want to be a part of the show, you can be. There's a couple different ways to do that. You may already know, but let me just kind of, for those that don't, tell you real quick. You can call me on the Divini phone. Divini Equipment is in Madison and in Jackson, and they are your Kubota dealer. You need a tractor, you need a mower, you need hand tools, you need that ATV, a trailer. Even if you don't need to buy, they'll rent it to you. If you have a job for the weekend, you need something, that's right up my alley. Rent a trailer and a mower. Run home, do a job, bring it back. There you go. Let them sharpen the blade. <laughs> but that's Divini for you. Great folks, and they sponsor the phone line. The Divini phone number to call the show is uh, 995-1059. It's a 601 area code, 995-1059. Today, if you call me, first voice you'll hear is Beaver. Who don't want to talk to Beaver? Y'all don't want to talk to Beaver. So you talk, call and talk to him, and he'll patch you through, and then we'll chat it up. Just like grabbing a chair, having a seat at the table, and joining the conversation. Whatever you want to talk about is fine with me. Um, it's a little laid back around here. For me, it is anyway. You can also text the show. It's a great way to communicate is uh, via text message. Text the show, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. Got it? Kind of throw all that in there together. So listen up. It's 601-885-3776. But if you can remember letters, easier, just 885-ESPN. So lots of things came in. It's talking about uh, the great movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Everybody around here likes it. It's just so much to like about it. The Coen brothers are just unbelievable storytellers. Hey, Beaver, so the Coen brothers who produced and directed Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? They've done these other movies. Have you seen the a series of short stories that they spent years working on and eventually got it finished and put it on Netflix this year called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs? No, I haven't. Let me tell you something, brother. If you like Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? You need to. Jot it down, put a reminder in your phone. As soon as you get a half hour, if it's during lunch or if it's after the midday show or whatever, get on Netflix and watch The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. You'll be hooked from the first one. It's short stories. It's, it's, a, it's the most unusual format you've really ever consumed, but you're going to love it. And I'll give you a hint. The guy who plays Delmer in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? is the main character in the first short story on the Ballad of Buster Scruggs on uh, Netflix. You're going to love it. All right. um, Jeremy texted the show and said, don't forget D-Lo, Mississippi. Yeah, we were talking about the the movie uh, locations for Oh Brother, Where Art There around Mississippi. And D-Lo Water Park was the uh, scene where the uh, mysterious women kind of get their attention, right? And it's a play on Homer's Odyssey, the sirens. And Pete gets turned into a toad, allegedly, right? Delmer freaks out and says, what are we going to do? Yep, that was at D-Lo, Mississippi. That's right. It's pretty much like all the outdoor stuff in that movie filmed in Mississippi. And a lot of the indoor scenes are in studios out in California. Every minor character in that great movie played a huge part. You're right. 
It's just it's a it's an absolute masterpiece. It really is. Okay, here's another text from Jackson. Hey Matt, your old friend Richard struggled hard having to call those two Bulldog wins Friday and Saturday on SEC Plus TV. <laughs> well, I'm sure all he had to do to get through it though is think about the paycheck. And then what will you do? If you're doing a job and you're not necessarily enjoying it, you just remind yourself you're getting paid to do it. Isn't that it? I swear to you, like I have a, I have a, um, my routine is I don't listen to games on television. If I can see it, there's no need for me to hear it. I'm very pretentious in that way, which goes along with a stereotype that I already have developed with a guy like Beaver, for instance, who thinks I'm very pretentious for having a show with my name on it. We learned that last week when Beaver was filling in for uh, Roger. To his credit, very honest, and I love that. You should never you know, throw darts at somebody who's just being honest with you. But Beaver already thinks I'm pretentious. But my outlook on the uh, the whole game on TV thing is I, I know as much as those guys do. I don't need them to tell me anything, especially football. I just you know mute it. Like I can I can tell you what's going on. I don't need somebody to tell me. Baseball and others though, it's just a habit. I would rather watch the games, but I I turn the sound off unless there's somebody I really really like doing the game like. Kind of nostalgia reasons, like a Chip Carey calling a Braves game on Fox or, you know, but also like NFL games, if it's Troy Aikman, I really enjoy Troy, so sometimes I'll turn him up. For the most part, I want to mute it. And my wife can't stand that. She's like, turn the sound on. It's driving me crazy, which, I, you know, I'm the oddball in that uh, situation. Somebody from Memphis, this is cool, listening in Memphis on the show, texts in and is quoting Delmar O'Donnell. Now, is it Delmar or Delmer? I've been saying Delmer on Old Brother, Where Art Thou? He says, care for some gopher? And then Everett, whose name in the movie was Ulysses Everett McGill. No, thank you, Delmer. One-third of a gopher would only arouse my appetite without bedding it down. (laughs) Then he says, oh, you can have the whole thing. Me and Pete already had one apiece. And then he got distracted by the singing, and he said, we ran across a whole gopher village. (laughs) Great stuff. We can sit here and quote that movie all day long. It's brilliant. Now, from Jackson, a text, not a person named Jackson, but a uh, text from Jackson. Says, do you guys see anyone challenging Jake Mangum for the fairest trophy this year? That's from Rusty and Clinton, actually. And, you know, it's telling when you get to the level that Jake Mangum has that people only talk about you in one name. They only need one name. Anybody, not not just state fans, but anyone. They don't need to hear around here. They don't have to hear Jake Mangum. They just hear Jake. Like this text. You guys see anybody challenging Jake for the fairest trophy this year? It's like Dak. It's like Eli, right? One name, Jake. He's kind of gotten to that point. And no, nobody will challenge him for that. The the truth about it is uh, the only real challenge would probably be from his own teammate, Ethan Small. 
Isn't that right? I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, and when is this thing? Um, every year they give the C Spire Ferris Trophy to the top collegiate baseball player in Mississippi. They have a fan vote that goes along with it. And I think it, I think it was actually announced today, uh, the finalists for the C Spire Ferris Trophy. Now, the first place that I saw it, was from Mississippi State's baseball Twitter account because they are obviously they're not like promoting the others. They are promoting their guys and Mangum and Small are a couple of finalists uh, for the award. You read a little bit about it. It says chosen by Major League Baseball scouts and college baseball coaches in Mississippi. Five finalists include two players each from State and Ole Miss, and one from Southern Miss. The finalists are two-time nominee Matt Walner of Southern Miss, Mississippi State's Jake Mangum and Ethan Small, and from Ole Miss, Gray Kessinger and Tyler Keenan. You know, look, around here every year, it is just so thick. It's so thick. And, like, I mean, there's more than one person deserving, but Mangum's going to get it. Just go ahead and just, you know that. I mean, Kessinger's having a great year. Quietly, kind of, at least outside of Oxford, going about being one of the best players in the SEC. When you say the best, I'm talking like top three players in the SEC. He is the best defensive shortstop in the SEC. It's really not close, but Kessinger this year is hitting the baseball like a top player. But I think Mangum, you know, setting the record. He's batting over 400 again. It's just incredible. Mangum will get it. He'll be your fairest winner this year. What do you think, though? Tell me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I'll give you some stats on those guys coming up because we got the C Spire Ferris Trophy finalists. Stick around. Oh, boy. It's getting thick around here. Look at this tweet from Danny. I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter. Tweet from Danny. Some texts coming in. It's getting thick. I want to ask uh, some advice. Beaver, good morning to you again. Well, you're coming to me for advice? That seems dangerous. I'm coming to you for advice. Of course I am. You've been in radio for a while, and uh, you're 50% of a very successful midday show on in the biggest market in the state of Mississippi uh, on the only all-sports station in the biggest mar- market in the state of Mississippi. You need to give yourself a little more credit. How about that? All right. Done. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm going to start finding some way to take credit for things yeah but just keep in mind it is true that old saying that it's amazing how much you can accomplish when nobody cares who gets the credit just remember Hmm. that sage advice from old guy old ball guy over here hey no here's all i was gonna say is really and truly ben like if you're listening can i call you ben or should i just say beaver hey you can call me whatever you want matt okay 
All right. Um, you call me, I started to try to, you call me banana hands. I was going to say, I don't know, like, never mind. Beaver. So, um, if you're doing a radio show, you have these open lines of communication, phone line, the Divini phone, text line, Twitter. Everybody obviously knows you're looking at it. But something comes in that you really don't want to get too deep into. Is it faux pas to just avoid it, skip it? Should it be addressed because you're promising your audience that you, you know, they want to ask you something that you should read it? Like, what should you do? Oh, man. Um... I think you should I think you should get into it because <laughs> we get a lot of text. Chris Brooks gets a lot of text that eh, half half of it isn't, you know, terrible. Yeah, right, sure. But what he does though, he's like, Oh, I can't read that. Well, my feeling is that makes people want to hear what it is ten times more if he's saying he can't read it. So mm-hmm. now that you've referenced it, right, I think you gotta go ahead and do it. Right. See, all of this really was a, just a plan on my part to build up the interest. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Brilliant. No, um, two things. One, um, Bama in Madison. It's two things. One on text, one on Twitter. Bama in Madison texts the show, and he says, I mute the Bama games and turn uh, Eli Gold on. And he said, it frustrates my wife while I'm pairing the two due to the time delay. And see, so like, I, a lot of times when things come in about other radio announcers, and Eli Gold at Alabama is somebody I grew up listening to. Now, obviously, I know Bama in Madison. His his text is not at all critical of Eli Gold in, in, in any shape. It's the other. But, but I guess what I'm saying is like a lot of times I kind of cringe or I, I, I stiffen up. I'm like, wait a minute. If somebody starts, you know, in on other radio announcers because I'm in that business. Now, I'm not an Eli Gold. I do color for Mississippi State. This guy's done – he's been the, the main voice for Alabama sports forever. <clears throat> but it's like I think, well, should I be commenting on, you know, another radio broadcaster? You know, and sometimes I just look oh, – think, well, I should steer clear. But this one's positive. I didn't have to. That's just why I was thinking that, you know, one – um, but sometimes we get texts that are critical of radio people, and frankly, I just I usually don't address it because I don't want to get into it. It's not my place to do it. It's me, particularly, especially you know, being in that realm. So, but yeah, a lot of people do that, Bama. They and increasingly, especially now, because so much of the television stuff is bad. <laughs> and here I go. But mute that television, try to sync it up with radio. And, you know, I know, like, from a state perspective, baseball with Jim Ellis, football with Neil Price, those guys are so good. You're so lucky to have them in the state of Mississippi that, you know, more and more people just in mass are figuring out ways to sync up the radio with the television broadcast because you like it so much better. Now, this is one right here. So it's on Twitter. Danny tweeted the show, and he said, let's hear your thoughts on the guy in the green jacket. <laughs> now, what he's referencing, 
is during the uh, Mississippi State Ole Miss baseball series, which was in one shape, form, or the other, every game was televised. It was aired. Okay, the first two weren't on a linear television station. But they were televised. You get a TV broadcast. It's just you watch it on your computer, your iPad, your phone. And in 2019, frankly, there is no difference. There just isn't. And then I think the third game was that included on television. You have different broadcasters, things like that. But in all three, you could see there are a lot of people that are sitting right behind home plate at Swayze Field in Oxford. And I know some of those folks, know who they are. And it looked like the guy in a green jacket was uh, Brad Lott, who's a um, – is he a senator or a representative? Is he still or he was at one time? And I've met Brad before, um, but he's been in the news for some stuff before that, you know, was embarrassing things. Back in the day, 20, 30 years ago, whatever it was, having words with an opposing football player and using a word he shouldn't have used. And then uh, at one point – being involved in some stuff, getting himself disassociated and from the university. And then, you know, there he is sitting behind home plate, yelling at the umpire. Uh, the other, one of the other people sitting back there right behind home plate, the folks I used to work for uh, over at the other radio gig. The thing that's always funny to me is, I mean, I guess every fan base does it, but I'm guilty of it too. You yell at an umpire and then you realize you're wrong. Those poor people, they they were giving that home plate umpire a hard time. The thing about it was, like, the times that I noticed they were yelling and screaming at the umpire, the umpire was right. At least if you're going to blow out your vocal cords yelling at an umpire, at least make sure it's when the ump was wrong (laughs) instead of the other way around. I had an experience, though, Several years ago, y'all will remember when State played Missouri in the SEC baseball tournament in Hoover, and it went to like 19 innings or something like that, way on deep into the wee hours of the morning. It finished at like 2 a.m. I was sitting there watching the whole thing with my dad. This is several years ago. And late in that game, there was a play at the plate, and the umpire called a guy out, and I was certain of how wrong he was. And so I'm sitting there a few rows back. Of course, it's like 1 a.m., and we're giving him a hard time yelling at him, hey, you blew it. That's ironic. Blue, blew it. <laughs> Stuff like that. On, we gave him a really hard time. We're on him. Only to get to the room and watch the replay to see that he was right. He absolutely got the call right. And we're sitting there yelling at him, giving him a hard time. And he got it right. So I've kind of been there on that. Yeah, you know, Danny, in terms of I, I just – I'll be – I'm being completely honest with you. I don't know the situation on someone being disassociated from a school and the length of time. I cannot speak to it. You know, it seems to me that people are dis- you're either disassociated or you're not. I've never heard of someone being disassociated and then being reassociated. But maybe it's like prison. You get out after a period of time. I don't know. Uh, so I just don't know the details. It probably doesn't look great to have anybody who's disassociated wind up sitting right behind home plate with all these other people who are, you know, giving your school money. But whatever. 
was a tough weekend for them. 0-3. Guess you put yourself in their shoes. You might be mad and yelling at the umpire too. You gotta yell at somebody. Pat on the text line, 885 ESPN, says, I swear every play that happens in Ole Miss is a home run touchdown, etc. With David Kellum. Well, see, again, I, the last thing I'm going to do is go negative on any radio broadcaster, certainly one who's done it for 41 years as well and, and done as good a job as David Kellum has. And everybody's got a different style. Some people are less emotional. Some people are more emotional. There are a lot of people that love it. Uh, you know, the fact that you, know, you listen to a game and there's energy, there's juice. Every now and then you might have to turn your speaker down. A lot of people love that. Hog Jowl says, Beaver is the hardest working producer in Mississippi. Hog Jowl, um, check is in the mail. Beaver, how much you pay him to text? Uh, standard standard fees. <laughs> standard rates will apply. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all right. I'm, I think Beaver is the heart. Well, he's one of the heart. He and Roger, I can't speak for the others. See, now I'm being a politician. That's what I'm doing. Hey, don't be telling me how to talk to my electorate. You don't tell your pappy how to cut the electorate. Hour two coming up. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 